Welcome back to the Anime Submit Newscast, and uh, it's <laughs> it's May twenty second because I am recording this the day <laughs> like in the afternoon of the day it should have came out. And let me tell you why. So, well, if you're in the Discord, you kind of know why. But uh, for the listeners out there who aren't, let me tell you why. Let me tell you what happened. So, I was supposed to like I wasn't the place that I had gotten my vaccine at. I misplaced my little card and paperwork they gave me and so I had called them like on Thursday or was it yeah it was it was Thursday I think I called them and I was like hey so here's what happened can you look up like my info on your thing there because I that's where I got my first dose and uh I misplaced my paperwork and my card and stuff and they're like they're like oh yeah let me what's your what's your name and date you know date of birth whatever and they're like, oh, yeah, you're right here. Did you get an email saying when to come back or anything or a text? I was like, no, I haven't gotten shit. Like, I haven't gotten a text or an email. They said I was supposed to get an email, and I never got it. So they looked it up, and I had gotten the Moderna vaccine. So the Moderna is, like, around four weeks, like a month, like about a month later is when you're supposed to get the second dose. So that's why I decided to call because I was like, I think this is around the time I'm supposed to get it. So I'm just call them and ask why I haven't gotten an email yet. And they were like, yeah, you should have gotten it uh, right about now or in a couple days or something. Let me let me look up and see when it was supposed to be or whatever. So then she's like, I can't find it. It looks like they didn't sc- re- you know schedule your second one. I was like, OK, well, what do I do? Because I, you know, number one, I misplaced my card and stuff. And they're like, well, we can see in here that you got your first dose here and whatever. So we'll just, why don't you just come in on Monday? And I was like, oh, sure. That makes sense, right? Because our, our live stream is on Sunday. And if I'm feeling goofy or gross, or, you know, side effects, then I won't have to worry about, about it beforehand. Because I had heard that, you know, a lot of my friends had gotten the, you know, Moderna, who had gotten Moderna, got really fucking just KO'd the next day, you know, from just fever and chills and feeling poopy, just all around caca. And so then I was like, okay, yeah, sure, Monday. So then they hung up, and then she, the lady, literally called me back like five minutes later, not even, and was like, actually, we, yeah, it looks like you're scheduled for tomorrow. So come in tomorrow. And I'm like, fuck. Well, it should be fine, right? Because then I can use all day Saturday to whatever to recover, and it'll be okay. And so yesterday I went to go, I was doing some errands running around. I went to get my second dose and, uh, yeah, picked up Trisha, came home. Uh, we got, well, we got some food and then we came home and then, so like around this time it's like four o'clock and normally when I take Trisha to work in the morning, Normally, I come home and go back to sleep for a couple hours just because it's, you know, it's kind of really in the morning and it's like, you know, I don't need to wake up that early or I don't need to be up that early. So I just go back to sleep. 
the, unless unless I'm editing or doing something that needs to be done or some other work that I have, whether it's a client for some graphic work or whatever work that I need that needs to be done, then I then I stay up and then I'll just take a nap later after I pick up Trisha. Yeah, so that didn't happen yesterday at all. I didn't. I when I came home, I thought, you know what, I'll stay up, and then I'll get my second dose, and then I'll stay up further, so I'm really tired at night, right? No, yesterday when I got home, I tried to stay up, and everything, and I just, I was just too tired. I was like, nah, I gotta take a nap. I'm way, way too tired. And I want to record my newscast, and I don't want to record it all half-assed, yawning and shit. And anyway, I'm I'm going on too long about this now. But basically, from like seven o'clock to eleven is like when I was napping, and every hour I experienced a side effect or a symptom, each one replacing the one before it. So first I was really nauseous, then the next hour I was really cold, then the hour after that I took the blankets off of me because I was really hot. <laughs> then uh, after that, the last hour, the fourth hour, I was just extreme, extreme fatigue, really tired. Woke up at 11, went on the Discord, and I was like, yeah, newscast is not coming out. I'm just way too fucking tired because I woke up still just really tired and drained from just having all these crazy symptoms and fighting it. I woke up this morning still a little fatigued. like I felt a little hungover, but I do feel much better. So anyways... There's my fucking five minute explanation of why that happened. So I I got so for anyone curious, I got Moderna. Um, the second Moderna shot is just like I don't know. I've seen a lot of people say that they got nothing. I've seen a lot of people say that they experienced what I experienced, except all day. Like from some of my friends, like three or four of my friends who had gotten Moderna, what they said happened is they went to bed that night, and then the next day they were just all in just sick all day that for me was not the case and that is why i was trying to avoid going to sleep because i thought it would be better for me to experience the symptoms all day saturday whatever you know because i thought that's what was going to happen yeah that's not what happened so uh, i'm actually kind of thankful it still happened this way because i only experienced those side effects for about four hours um as opposed to like what my other friends were saying um trisha's uh, our, our girlfriend, Kate, her husband apparently had the same kind of reaction, except probably all at once and for, still for less amount of time, but he got Pfizer, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I think it just, everyone's different. You just never know. So, but yeah, anyway, in two weeks, I'll be good to go. So whoever wants to make out coming over, we'll make out with tongues. Um, yeah, we have some non-anime news and, of course, regular anime news. And I have I have some January fall hype for you, which is really cool. Just uh, kind of your normal episode today. But I do have to say that I want to dedicate this newscast to um, Kentaro Miura, who it was just announced. It was literally just announced that he passed away. But he passed away May 5th. And, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> A lot of people are, oh, I'm sorry, May 6th, he passed away. He had a heart problem. Um, 
I think it was called something aortic something acute aortic or something or other. Um, very very shitty because he was only, you know, he was only fifty something years old. Um, and like you know, you, you guys know how I feel about Berserk. Okay, I've never read it, um, but I've you know I've watched the ninety seven anime, and I did I I'm late to the party. Okay, because like I didn't watch it until until really till Nick got me to watch it. And man, it just sucks, you know, because um, I think the manga's not finished, right? Like he never finished Berserk, and uh, yeah, he was fifty-four years old, bo- born in Chiba, in the Chiba Prefecture of Japan. He has a Tezuka Osamu Cultural Prize. You know, a lot of his work, he said, has been inspired by. Uh, Tetsuohara, Gonagai, Disney movies, the Hellraiser movies. He says that that even shoujo manga has like inspired, um, you know, a, a lot of his work, and even just further than that, the manga artists for for Blue Exorcist, Attack on Titan, have cited Miura and Berserk as their influences. The image of guts is like the inspiration for the 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 Dark Souls. This is the design of Dark Souls, and um, guts and his massive sword have inspired, you know, the cloud from Final Fantasy VII and his sword, and Dante from Devil May Cry. Um, his work has a very, it's very iconic, you know, and um, it was crazy because, like, I guess. The this is part of the 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 news here. Final Fantasy fourteen community pays respects to Berserk creator Kentaro Miura, and I guess they all just lined up in. I'm not sure what server or what city or town this is in, where they were doing it. Um, but it, it, I guess my cousin Mario went when he was playing that day. He happened to walk by uh, certain other parts of the game where they were doing it, and it was it was literally thousands and thousands of online players, and they were all dressed up as a the Dark Knight class, which is you know and, and the Dark Knight class is inspired by Guts himself, and it's just like it sucks. I think everyone is feeling this this one pretty heavily probably not not me as much as other people are but holy crap holy shit you know what i mean to be an inspiration to not only just other mangaka but uh other just creators all over the world you know whether it's the creators of the dark souls or final fantasy and um all other kinds of stuff you know just wild wild so yeah, this one is for Kintaro Miura. Rest in paradise, my friend. So yeah, dude, let's get into the non-anime news. We'll t- take a break in the the middle and do the anime news like we always do. And uh, yeah, dude, let's start out. Overwatch is uh, doing its anniversary event right now. I personally don't really care. I'm <laughs> not. You know what? The the new skins. Normally, the skins for the anniversary event look super cool. This year they just are like I don't really care. 
Uh, otherwise, normally I would be logging on trying to get all of them. Um, I might still log on to like get previous ones that I liked, because normally the, the the previous ones are cheaper nowadays. Uh, they are they become cheaper with the next year, you know. So yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see if I can cop some of those. Uh, also, Overwatch Two is uh, changing. It's team battles to five versus five instead of six versus six, which is one of the major changes. They've also revealed the Monte Carlo map. Um, they've revealed some new looks of some characters like uh, Torbjorn. And there was a presentation today sometime. I don't remember when it is or maybe it's happening now. But, you know, we'll cover that next week for sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the major changes that people are talking about right now is that they're dropping from six v six to um, five versus five, which I don't know that 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 is kind of cool, but it's also kind of like it's kind of scary because a lot of people do like the 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 two 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 lineup where it's like two DPS, two tanks, two healers, or. Uh, you know, two healers, a tank, two tanks, and then a defense, and then and then DPS, or you know what I mean. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that changes things. Um, a new trailer for Back for Blood came out, which is a spiritual sequel to Left for Dead, and it's supposed to be like a player co-op version of Left for Dead, which is really sweet. And there's eight characters called the Cleaners. And the new trailer is an introduction to those eight characters. And I watched it, and I think it looks super cool. I I like the characters already. That could be really sweet. Uh, so, yeah. Injustice animated movie stealthily confirmed by DC. I don't know if they mean that's going to be, like, a 3D animated, like, you know, like, in, like the game is. Like, you know, or it's going to be animated, DC animated animated, like how normal DC animated movies are. But I'm excited to see that because Injustice is actually a really cool story if you've never played the game. You know, it's... I mean, some people kind of hate it because it's another, like, oh, Superman goes bad kind of thing. Um, but, I mean, it's it's how it happens is is the cool part, in my opinion. It's the part where... And this is spoilerino, so cover your ears for, like, the next 10 seconds, but, like... The way that Joker basically it's it's takes place in a universe or a timeline in which Superman kills the Joker because of something he did, and Batman was right there trying to stop him and he didn't, and it was like this big thing. But yeah, that's the story of like the first Injustice. The second one, I'm not too totally sure. I'm sure it's a continuation off of that, but it, the Injustice takes place in its kind of like own timeline, I believe. But yeah, that'd be really sick. I would love to see that. I would love to watch that. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD Remake on Switch. And there's also this amiibo coming out where it's Zelda and Loftwing. Um, and a lot of people are kind of, like, annoyed because the the remake on Switch, like, there's apparently there's a feature where you can fast travel to places. And the only way you can do that is if you buy the amiibo. And the um, that amiibo is what unlocks fast travel. And some people are like, well, that's dumb. Like, why do I... It's like you're buying DLC kind of at that point. Um, which is what most people has been, I suppose. But yeah, a lot of people kind of hated that. Like, fast travel should just be like a thing 
you unlock through gameplay, you know, but anyway, I've never played Skyward Sword, so for those of you that have, let me know if that's BS or not. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online May 2021 game update adds five more games. So uh, Nintendo is adding four SNES games and one NES game. The action game Joe and Mac or Caveman Ninja uh, comes out this month. Um, Then there's Super Baseball Simulator, Spanky's Quest, Magical Drop 2, which is a... uh, a puzzle game. Very, very huge, like, puzzle game from back in the day. And then there's Ninja Jajamara-kun, which is, like, uh, I think he's, I think he's, like, a penguin. I don't remember. It's, like, that's the Nintendo one. But, yeah, either way, Joe and Mac is pretty cool if you've never played Joe and Mac or Magical Drop. I really like those games. So, if you hear Honey Bear meowing in the background, it's probably because Trisha is torturing her with... With smothering her and stuff. And. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's Smokey. It's Smokey. Smokey's bugging her. Trisha just told me. So sorry about that. Honey Bear wants to be part of the newscast. Okay. Leave her alone. Resident Evil Infinite Darkness got a new trailer. Dude, this looks super sick. And I I would hope that we get to review this on the podcast. I don't know if Nick is going to be down or not because he's kind of a bitch. He doesn't know that much about Resident Evil, I don't think. Because Nick is too busy playing Clash of Clans. So, and Super Mario 3D All-Stars. But yeah, dude, it looks really cool. I'm excited. The dub looks really nice. Like, I mean, I would, I would personally want to watch it in the dub since, you know, it's, it's takes place, it takes place in America, you know, but like, you know, we see the president who is Ashley's father, the same Ashley you rescued in Resident Evil 4. Um, but I, I guess this is when this this movie takes place. Is it takes place in two thousand six, which is two years after Resident Evil Four. So, you know, it follows Leon and uh, Claire Redfield. Uh, which, in my opinion, let me let me ask ask you guys something: Claire Redfield or Jill Valentine? Debate. Boom. Go. So yeah, let me know. Uh, I'm excited for it though. It looks super sick. So there's this new game coming out called Knockout City, and it's on PS4, Switch, PC, and Xbox One. And it's like a, it's kind of like, like a party game, but it's like dodgeball. It's like Fall Guys, but with dodgeball, kind of. I don't know. It looks super dope, though. It looks pretty. It looks pretty cool. I I, I like the way it looks like a neon, kind of colorful, bright design, kind of like Fortnite a little bit, except you. It's like a dodgeball game. It looks super dope. I don't know. I'm going to try that shit. Um, Psychonauts 2 is coming out. People are excited about it. And with Psychonauts 2, they are trying to tackle mental health a little more. And I think, I mean, it was it's funny because, like, the article, the place I grabbed this article from, someone commented, it's like, well, don't you deal with that in the first one anyway? Um, which I don't know. I've never played it. Um, I've heard the game is really good, but I've never played the first Psychonauts. But they hired an actual like psychologist to like come on board and um, help out with the the story a little bit. And I don't know. I think um, 
I think that's important. I don't know. I feel like when you hire experts like that, you're trying to take a step into making sure that you are tackling it in a way that doesn't add to the stigma. You know what I mean? Um, if there wasn't a stigma, then we wouldn't. they wouldn't have to do this, obviously. You know what I mean? They would probably just do research on their own. But I think, um, obviously, they just want to be careful about it. They don't want to add to to the the stereotypes and stigma that make mental health um, not as important as it should be. You know what I mean? So, uh, dude, so I didn't know this, but there's this book that came out called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is like a prequel to The Hunger Games. And if you've read it, let me know. Um, I actually used to hate The Hunger Games because I always said it's a ripoff of Battle Royale, which I still think it is, okay? Like, fuck you, honestly. But I don't know. The Hunger Games has its own, like, set of unique characters and stuff like that and settings. And I, I think that's cool. I mean, the, I was hurting hearing that they were going to make a movie of it, but that's that's not confirmed, obviously. But it takes place, like, 60-some years before The Hunger Games, and it follows Cory and Lana Snow when he was a kid and taking place in the beginning of the the games and stuff like that and yeah it's crazy i don't know let me know if you've read that indiana jones 5 rumored plot involves nazis and the 60s space race which is not really new you know we've we've seen indy take on some nazis before and you know whip at them and shit um so yeah that's really sweet uh if you've seen indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull hopefully this is way better in my opinion, though, I really don't think they should make another one. I don't know. I feel like Harrison Ford is like, man, just leave the man alone. Let him retire. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You got to. But, you know, if he wants to do it, I'm sure, he, you know, if he didn't want to do it, I think I would like to think he would just say no. But I don't know. There's some things where it's kind of like I'm a sucker for nostalgia and I love people making sequels or reboot calls to things. This is one of those things where I feel like they should just not do that. But something about uh, battling Nazi scientists against the backdrop of the 1960s space race to reach the moon, which is pretty cool. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Dave Bautista said that he is exiting the Marvel Cinematic Universe and that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be his last uh, his last MCU appearance. Um, to which he had kind of explained, you know, for me, it has always been when James Gunn is done, I'll be done. And James Gunn had said that Guardians 3 was going to be his last movie, his last MCU movie. Um, he had already announced that it's his last film. And so Dave Bautista said, I had always said when James was done, I was going to be done. So, and also he kind of cites his age, you know, he's 50 some years old and kind of said, you know, it's, it's the pressure of staying in this like super ripped shape for the characters I play. It's getting tougher and tougher and tougher, you know, for me personally. So, I mean, it's really cool that I'm really glad that he is just being open about his body like that. I mean, the, the pressures they put on actors in Hollywood, you got to be ripped. You got to be fat. You got to be, they, they tell women, you got to be skinny. We got to hire the quote-unquote fat girl for this role. 
all that kind of BS. You know what I mean? And, you know, I get it. If there's a certain part that requires a character to be whatever. I don't know. It's just it's so weird to me. It's so weird. I get it, but I don't. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I remember reading something like, like you hear about um when, let's say, for example, that movie that Jared Leto did where he played a, what's his name? The guy who shot John Lennon or whatever the fuck. He, like, got really fat for that role, and a lot of people thought it was a bodysuit, and it wasn't. That was just him. And I guess the way he gained all the weight really quickly was he would, like, microwave pints of Haagen-Dazs so it melted, and he would just drink it. So it wasn't like he was drinking a, a vanilla shake. It was l- just eating, drinking ice cream. And it's just like, you know, what you got to think about a vanilla shake is is one part's ice cream. The rest of it is, you know, milk and whatever, and it's more like a drink. Where in this case, it was almost like he was blending straight up heavy cream and sugar and fat and just drinking it. You know what I mean? And Or like Christian Bale when he lost all the weight from The Machinist. I don't know, man. I, I, I can understand when when certain parts require a certain look or whatever, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like one day that kind of stuff is going to catch up on someone's body and just, ugh, it's scary. So I'm kind of glad that Dave Bautista was like open to talking about that. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 officially announced targets a 2022 release. Let me tell you something. A lot of people hate Hocus Pocus, including Trisha. Every, y'all are haters, okay? Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy and Jimmy, shut up, okay? Thackeray Binks, Catface Johnson, shut up. Billy the Zombie. All right? And if you don't know nothing about about the witch trials and all that shit, then I would just shut your whore mouth. Okay, I love Hocus Pocus, and y'all can run and tell that. So I'm excited for that. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Eternal star Selma Hayek says that part of the delay um, of other than the pandemic to the Eternals was also because she got sick from, from COVID, and she had to be placed on oxygen. Uh, she, like, almost died, apparently. She was, like, making plans like on where to die like should i go to my home country should i go back to hollywood or whatever um but yeah she was she was pretty close to dying apparently and uh that's really scary but yeah that that was also part of the delay um that's uh that's pretty much it i think that's that's all i got for oh no wait here's the here's the last thing marvel studios is developing a supernatural team-up movie reportedly developing a fifth avengers movie Featuring the Midnight Suns. If you don't know who the Midnight Suns is, that's Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, Morbius, and uh, they kind of make up the Dark Avengers. Also, Scarlet Witch, Blade. Um, Yeah, dude. Which is like, we already have a Morbius movie coming out, but that's like a Sony Marvel movie, so I don't know how they're going to... I'm sure they'll get it figured out or whatever. And we already have... The second um, Doctor Strange movie coming out that takes place after WandaVision. And then uh, Blade, who is set to be played by uh, Mahershala Ali. And then uh, Moon Knight. Oh, I forgot Moon Knight. forgot about Moon Knight. I wonder when they're going to make uh, a Ghost Rider movie. Um, 
which is going to be a the, uh, the Johnny Blaze incarnation of Ghost Rider. You know, for a while there, I thought with the MCU they were going to do Daniel Ketch, but I guess I think Johnny Blaze is the more popular choice. I mean, Johnny Blaze is, I mean, he is the dude who be whipping chains and shit, you know what I'm saying? So, anyway, that's it for all the non-anime news. Let's uh, take a small break and go to the anime news. Boom, check that out, okay? Links.animesummit.net. You can find all the links right there. Trisha is making me, like, want to lay down in bed. Like, she's laying with both Smokey and Honey Bear, like, right in front of her. She posted in Discord. I want to sleep. Watching those cats sleep is making me want to sleep. Um, yeah, dude, you can find all the... Where to follow and stuff. And also, if you're listening to this right now... I don't know when you're listening to this. This is the day before our 300th episode live stream is happening. But if you are, if you're listening to this after um, May 23rd, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, then don't worry about it. If you're listening to it before, then please come. Okay, it's gonna be. We're gonna be reviewing an anime. I won't say which anime we're reviewing, or I'm not gonna say how we're doing it. Um, but yeah, just come through, dude. 300th episode. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun time. Okay, starting off, dude, Tokyo Revengers is entering its final arc in Shonen Magazine issue 27. If you don't know what that is, Shonen Magazine issue 27 is literally the next issue. So that means Tokyo Revengers is entering its final arc with its next chapter, which is next week. Um, Which, honestly, like, seeing how this how it got into this arc that that would make a lot of sense honestly and i'm very curious to see how it ends this has been a very consistent manga i think in my opinion it's 200 and it's, it's like a little i think it's like 206 207 chapters in right now and i've read it weekly ever since okay and there's it's only taken a break like a few times you know um it's been pretty consistent otherwise and I honestly think that this is the first time I've read a manga consistently like that um, all the way through. Not from start to finish, because when I started reading Tokyo Revengers, it was already like, uh, I think it was like 20 or 30 chapters in. Or no, maybe it was like it was like 30 or 40, I think. But either way, um, holy shit. Just fucking crazy. So that's going to be, that's going to be nuts. Uh, Demon Slayer is now the number two anime film in the U.S. of all time, surpassing Hayami Yuzaki's Spirited Away. Um, and it's it's crazy, man. That's crazy. And Pokemon, the first movie, is the only anime film that stands ahead of Mugen Train. So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, obviously, because it's fucking Pokemon, and that was, that was nuts. You know, I saw that in the theater when I was a kid. Um, but, yeah, like, even Toshio Suzuki was like, yeah, Demon Slayer is a fucking... They're, they're a fucking rival to Ghibli. Like, that is some... That is some shit, man. That shit was crazy. So, I mean, that that should... That should say a lot to you. The June issue of Kodansha's monthly Young Magazine announced on Thursday that Tomonori Inoue's Candy and Cigarettes manga will end in two more chapters. Um, Inoue launched the manga in Young Magazine the third in January 2017. And it's uh, like a crime thriller. I've heard it was pretty good. I've never read it, 
but it's uh, in Weekly Young magazine. So if anyone's ever read that, let me know if it's good. Uh, Hibikiyu Phonium's Ayano Takeda and Mushu launch a new manga. This year's June issue of Shuisha's Ultra Jump revealed on Thursday that Ayano Takeda and Mushu will launch a new manga titled Hanawasaku Shuru no Gotoku, The Flower Blooms Like Ashra. In the magazine's next issue on June 18th, Takeda is writing the story for their first manga series and Mushu is illustrating. The manga will open with color pages. So yeah, if you like Hibiki Euphonium, I'm sure that's going to be pretty sweet. Laidback Camp Anime gets new OVA on July 28th, which is supposed to come out with the Blu-ray. So if you didn't get enough Laidback Camp, there you go. I've heard this show is pretty good. A lot of people like it. It's very much like put it on, chillax kind of anime. Uh, the case study of Vanitas anime promo uh, video reveals Yuki Kajura's music. I mean, Yuki Kajura is goaded, in my opinion. Um, it's about a young vampire in search of a friend's salvation to Paris. What awaits him in the City of Flowers, however, is not long hours treading the pavement or rifling through dusty bookshops in search of the tome. Instead, his query comes to him in the arms of a man claimed to be a vampire doctor. Uh, so it's like some vampire pretty boy homo shit, and I'm all about that. I'm all First of all, I'm all about vampires. Second of all, I'm all about homo shit. And third of all, I'm all about homo shit. So it's, that makes a lot of sense. Hololive Alternative Project Streams full teaser video. Virtual YouTuber agency Hololive began streaming a full teaser promotional video for the new Hollow Live Alternative Project. Uh, you know what's really funny about this? For Trisha's birthday, my buddy Drew, I, you've heard Drew on our podcast before, he found some Hollow Live t shirt at a thrift store and was like, Let's just give this to Trisha for her birthday. And Trisha's like, I don't know what this is. I was like, Dude, it's Hollow Live. It's actually a really cool shirt. I need more anime shirts. Trisha's got a bunch of waifu shirts already. The world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in a different world as an aristocrat. TV anime video reveals delay till October, so this is not happening till fall. But apparently, some hot boy assassin in a black suit and coat goes to a fantasy world, and he's an aristocrat and he kills people. Stupid isekai bullshit. I'm done with it. The Deer King, Jose the Tiger, and the Fish. Films and Popel films compete at Annecy Film Festival. Um, so yeah, dude, Josie, the Tiger and the Fish, and Popel of the Chimney Town will compete in the features category. So if any of you have seen those films yet, let me know if they're good. Slow Loop Anime reveals main staff and visual in January debut. The Slow Loop manga centers on Hiori, a girl who enjoys fly fishing by the beach. And on the typical day at the beach, she happens to meet Koharu, who happens to be her new stepsister from her mother's new marriage. And it looks really cute. I don't know. It's like these two girls. They're cute, and they go fly fishing. I've never been fly fishing before, but I do love fishing. Uh, I don't know if there's any places to fly fish near me, but if there is, <clears throat> I would love to learn how. Uh, review Starlight Anime Film's first four minutes were streamed. The first 250 seconds of the new movie coming out. Um was streamed uh i don't know where oh on the official website so you can go there and watch it now if you are a review starlight fan uh 
Artist Witch, Nat Anime reveals theme song, song artists, collaborating musicians. Uh, this is that one we talked about last week where it's about it's about just kind of multiple stories with character designs and fashion things and music. And it's by Studio Sunrise, so that's pretty dope. Uh, Sentai Filmworks licenses Vinland Saga for home video this summer. They're also going to be doing uh, some others. Uh, oh, it doesn't even say. Yeah, it's so weird because Vinland Saga is like we rarely run across this. Normally we can just go to Funimation or Crunchy or Hulu to watch things. And this is one of those animes where it was just on it was on Amazon instead. And it's like, oh, God. And I already have Prime, so thank God for that. But, yeah, dude, Vinland Saga. Super cool. If you haven't seen it yet, then you need to you need to get cracking. For sure. The Detective is Already Dead anime cast Maria Naganawa. Um, the novel centers around Kimihiko Kimuzuka, a third-year high school student and former assistant of detective of a detective named Siesta. He made Siesta's acquaintance three years ago, 10,000 meters above the ground in a hijacked plane. The two went on one death-defying adventure after another for three years, that eventually ended with Siesta's untimely death. Left alone, Kimihiko tries his best to reintegrate himself back into a normal life. So yeah, I don't uh, know too much if that's if this is part of like a like an actual like they're gonna do mysteries or some shit or it's just a drama. It doesn't say much. Uh, I thought this isn't really news. This is just an article I came across that that was funny. But there was uh, a tweet that went around. Um. Japanese media critic Kimi Rito, um, who is the author of the history of hentai manga, um, he highlighted these censorship changes to um, the Electric Tales of Pikachu, which is the first like Pokemon manga, one of the first Pokemon manga that were that ever came out um, in 1998, which I used to have a couple comic books of, and. Uh, Anyway, there was some huge changes, which obviously I didn't know about because I'm just a kid reading it. And back in the day when Viz would publish comic books in English, they would mirror them and turn them around so we could read them left to right. And um, that's just how they did it. You know what I mean? They probably thought that it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, Clearly it was, you know, in some cases, because obviously when you have Team Rockets R, you know, or something like that, and you turned it around, it would look goofy. But that didn't matter, because, like, there was a big page. They, they for some reason, took, like... Okay, first of all, just go to Twitter and search at Kimirito, K-I-M-I-R-I-T-O, so you can see what I'm talking about. But, like, the boobs were made smaller. Outfits were colored in. Like, so, like, Misty's outfit was, like... They completely redrawn. You know what I mean? Like these were not, these were not just like censored or changed slightly or just colored in here and there. Some of these were straight up changed, completely, like completely redrawn, photoshopped. Even like that's probably how they did it. Was they went to Photoshop and they scanned these comics in Photoshop and straight up changed it. You know what I mean? So, like, Misty's boobs were made smaller. Um, her outfit was made longer, so it didn't stop, like, right at, right under her chest. Ash's mom's boobs were made smaller. Um, 
there's a panel in which Misty is wearing a swimsuit. She's about to jump in the water. But the swimsuit is kind of, you know, it's it's a little kinky. You know, in my opinion, it is. You know, so maybe that's that's probably another reason why. Because I believe in the comic she was like only 15 or 14 or something like that. So I don't know. I You know, I get it. You know, but at the same time, it does look a little bad compared to the original, you know. Uh, and I think the idea was kind of like well, they don't need to have this in a kid's manga, you know what I mean? And um, The Electric Tail of Pikachu debuted in Koro Koro Comics from 97 to 99, and then it was brought to... It was published by Viz here in America in 98. Um, but it's... It, I don't know. It's really weird. Um, obviously, kids like me were reading this, you know? So, like... I think I was I was eight or nine or ten at the time when I had the comic, um, and I don't know. It, I can understand maybe the swimsuit one. The rest of it though is not that big of a deal to me. I mean, a kids kids are gonna be horny with cartoons. They just are. You know what I mean? Like Dexter's mom had a fat ass. Okay, like <laughs> I just like what do you want from me you know i don't fucking know it's, it's just like it's just really interesting to see is all i don't have i don't think i really have an opinion one way or the other except for maybe that the swimsuit part in which you know misty is like 14 years old with that kind of swimsuit um at the same time you know i don't really i don't know i never like to have an opinion on censorship because i feel like either way i'm someone's gonna get fucking mad at me or flame me um and that's that's partially my fault for not having a full understanding of whether, why, or why not in certain cases. Like, every case is different, obviously. But, anyway. Um, Banished from the Heroes Party anime reveals delay from July to October. So this is was supposed to happen this summer, but it's happening in fall instead. Um, Red was once a member of the Heroes Party, a powerful group destined to save the world from evil forces. That is, until one of his comrades kicked him out, hoping to live the easy life on the frontier. Red's new goal is to open an apothecary. However, keeping the secret of his former life may not be as simple as he thinks, especially when the beautiful Rit, an adventure from his past, shows up and asks him to move in with him. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a fantasy kind of anime. For those of you who don't know what apothecary is, an apothecary is a store in which you sell potions, lotions, and things like that and plants that have healing properties you know everything is made with natural ingredients and they are for you know like uh things made with like spells and blessings and spices and herbs for your health um and a lot of times a witch will open an apothecary you know she'll make um certain powders and for cooking that have medicinal properties in them certain lotions will be made out of plants and things like that for your skin whatever so that's what an apothecary is um yeah now nowadays if you see somebody open an apothecary it's a lot of things like bath salts bath bombs wax melts candles um natural ingredient soaps things like that uh, Peach Boy Riverside TV anime unveils more cast song artists. 
July 1st premiere. Uh, Cetrian Aldric, Princess of the Kingdom of Aldric, dreams of traveling the world, a dangerous dream in a land where monsters roam the countryside as they please, and humans live behind high, strong walls. But when a chance meeting with the traveler Makoto gives hope to her dream, he shatters it soon after as he reveals himself to be another than other Momotaro, ruthless demon slayer. Though horrified by the gore of Momotaro leaves behind, Sartrine is convinced more than ever that she needs to learn about the world beyond her walls and journeys out following the steps of the mysterious, charismatic, terrifying boy she met that day. So yeah, this looks like a cute fantasy anime. And uh, there's uh, a dog. There's a dog face, Johnson. And so I'll, all I know is that the main character uh, has big boobies. And she looks pretty cute. And uh, then there's there's a dog. There's a dog face. So we all we all know it's going to be 10 on 10 anime. Don't worry about it. Uh, Crunchyroll and Sentai Filmworks announced new home video releases. Um, on Tuesday, as part of their partnership for home video and electronic style through distribution, the titles include Noblesse, Onyx Equinox, Haikyuu to the Top, I'm Standing on a Million Lives, Keep Your Hands Off Azekin, Monster Girl Doctor, My Next Life as a Villainous, I'll Rosie to Doom, Rent-A-Girlfriend, Science Found Love, So I Tried to Prove It, Somali and the Forest Spirit, and Welcome to Demon School or Rumakun. Uh, the titles will be available as a mix of subtitled and English-dubbed content. Crunchyroll and Sentai Filmworks announced their partnership in September 2020. So uh, with the first titles released on home video, including Grand Baum, Food Wars, The Fourth Plate, Ascendance of a Bookworm, and World Trigger. So yeah, there you go. <clears throat> it's exciting. Uh, we'll leave that for the end because that's kind of interesting. Um, eBay announces restrictions on adult anime games and manga. eBay, in a notice sent out to, to sellers listing items as adult-only section on Friday, that the adult-only category will no longer be available for new listings as of June 15th. In addition, the company will forbid the sale of items showing sexual activity, sexual content, or sexually suggestive poses on its website effective June 15th. The website's new policy details the items that will no longer be allowed for sale on the site and that's and states that sexually explicit anime, comics, books, films, animation, manga, hentai, yaoi, as well as adult films and video games with a rating of X, XXX, R18, or unrated for an adults-only audience, and adult anime manga that include sexually explicit content, nudity, or sexual stories are prohibited. eBay clarified that artwork depicting nudity are an exception and that sellers may relist such items under the website's art and collectibles section as long as they do not contain sexually suggestive poses. Similarly, sex toys and sex accessories are still permitted, provided the products do not include images of nudity or sexual content. The new policy also makes a specific exception for the Playboy, Playgirl, Mayfair, and Penthouse magazines in the magazines category, as long as the listing does not contain nude images or explicit content. Sellers will be able to relist the items that were in the adult-only category that do not go against its new regulations in other categories. However, items containing nudity or depicting sexual activity are no longer allowed on the website. The company defines nudity as showing any part of male or female genitalia, anus, or female breasts, where the areola or nipple is visible, modeled clothing that is see-through or very tight and shows human genitalia, anus, nipple, male erections, Blah, 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 dum, 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 dum. So, I mean, that kind of sucks, right? Because, uh, 
I mean, so wait, you can't sell those? So can you sell them if you're just not showing the, the picture or you just can't sell them at all? I don't get it. That's stupid. I don't know. That seems dumb. That's dumb. I'm watching a bunch of um. I'm watching a bunch of uh, sexy anime figures on my eBay right now, and uh, it looks like I better buy them before June fifteenth. <laughs> Shit. Uh, on Sunday, the anime studio Kara categorically denied a report that claimed that Hideaki Anno was working on a new anime. The studio added that no Kara employees were interviewed or had commented for this report or any similar report about unannounced projects now or ever. Shinchos' daily Shincho website had posted an article that first appeared on the May issue of Weekly Shincho magazine. According to this report that Kara denied, an unnamed studio staff member had said that Anno was working on a new version of an iconic work by a nationally renowned anime film director whom everyone knows. And since then, Kara has denied so, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're just denying to cover up until later on. Fate, Grand Order, Final Singularity, Grand Temple of Time, Solomon, Anime Films, full trailer, July 30th opening. So for those of you who are on the Fate, Grand Order hype, um, yeah, dude, I am, uh, I'm behind on, I don't know much about Grand Order at all. I do kind of want to watch it all, um, but yeah, the, the the movie before this, or anime before this, was Fate Grand Order, Absolute Demonic Front. Um, but yeah, it's done by Studio Cloverworks. We have fucking Foe, Romani Archimon, Leonardo da Vinci, Solomon. Pretty cool, dude. Leonardo DiCaprio, let's go. Um, so this is pretty interesting. There was some shit going around on Twitter about MAPPA. And freelance animator Mushio explained why they chose to leave Studio Mappa in a series of tweets on May 14th. According to Mushio, who worked on the most recent season of Attack on Titan, the studio engaged in unhealthy work conditions during the series' run. Um, while the tweets were initially public, Mushio has since locked their account. Mushio questioned their decision to work for the company, describing their experience of being asked to fix drawings over and over and over and over again, until the sun came up was why they quit. They criticized MAPPA's decision to work on four shows at the same time, instead of properly training a team so that m such corrections wouldn't be necessary. Mushio compared the work environment to a factory, where bottom-rung animators are tasked with correcting issues instead of drawing. According to Mushio, their complaint wasn't unique. As far as I can tell, about 80% of the employees had similar complaints at the time. Um, MAPPA took over animating the popular Attack on Titan anime series from which studio starting with the first part of its final season. The series premiered in 2020 while MAPPA was also working on Jujutsu Kaisen, Gymnastic Samurai, and Zombieland Saga Revenge. Um, Mushio regularly shared their own artwork while working on Attack on Titan final season. Um, not to mention they're also doing Chainsaw Man, so... Um, it was funny because right after this happened, I did see a tweet after this that said, yeah, this is not unique. This is not just MAPPA. This is other studios, too. This is, you know. And so my question to you guys is how... And I'm going to do more of my own research after this, okay? And uh, 
it's it's research I should have been doing a long time ago since the conversation has come up over and over again. Um, so that's you know that's on me. I got I got to do more research on my own. But what do you what do you guys is what's your guys' opinion on this? What's your guys' opinion on this? Wow, because I think it's one I, I, from what it seems like it's one of those things where it's like we want to consume anime, right? It's going to be, it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to avoid consuming. Um, it's kind of, there's always going to be, well, first of all, there's always going to be the people in Japan watching it. Okay. The people in Japan are not going to stop watching anime. You know, so it's just kind of like, I almost kind of feel like if we don't, if we don't consume it, then are they ever going to get better to a point where they can treat employees better or are they are they just never not going to treat their employees better you know i it's like i have i have uh, what do you call it cognitive dissonance where i like i acknowledge that something is wrong but i still consume the thing i don't know i don't know i don't know how to feel i don't know how to feel i definitely know what it's like to work in an environment where you feel shitty and not welcome and things like that i know what that's like and where you're, we are working on some BS. But I don't know. What do you do? What do you do? How do we attack this problem from our end? Can we attack this problem from our end, as people who are just the consumer and not in the industry? You know what I mean. So anyway, let me know what you think about that. And uh, yeah, you can't look at those tweets anymore, but I'm sure that people um, have. Well, excuse me, well documented those tweets, so you can probably find them. But yeah, Mushio is the person who tweeted those. Um, but yeah, that's the newscast. Sorry it was so late. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening every week. Um, make sure to come to our 300th episode uh, live stream. And uh, yeah, that being said, I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit newscast. I was about to say Soundcast. My bad. See, anyway, I'm a newscast, right? Shot. Fuck you. I'm tired, okay? <laughs>